Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Steve, are you with a couple of special guests? Colin. Hey, hey, hey. And Barrett. <laughs> hey, Steve, how's it going? Thanks so much for joining us. On this episode, we're not talking about any particular game. Instead, we're going to do a highlight of 2019. Talk about our games of the year and other categories. But before we get to our games of the year and other categories, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. Pickle the Hut, co-op fan. Ben Swoboda, co-op lover. And Joe, Little Rub on Slack, co-op MVP. And thanks to all our contributors. It truly helps and we all greatly appreciate it. So for this episode, I thought it would be really fun to, instead of just talk about our games of the year, is really look at four different categories. So I thought it would be fun to talk about your biggest surprise what game did you play this year that surprised you in whatever way it makes sense to you and then what was your hidden gem i always like to talk about hidden gems like what game is you really like that no one's really talking about then maybe if people hear these names they might go check out and maybe they'd like it too and of course we'll talk about our game of the year and then we'll jump in from the 2019 focus to a 2020 focus where we'll talk about our most anticipated game delivering 2020 and these are games that were planned to be delivered in 2020, but you know, things change. Of course, if you're on Kickstarter, you know that games get delayed all the time. So we'll see about that. Just as we know now, games are delivered in 2020. And then we'll wrap it up with our most anticipated upcoming game. Basically a game that we don't know much about, but we know that it's possibly coming out in 2020. So we'll see what happens. And we'll start with our biggest surprise. And apparently one of the surprises is I can't add I said four, but I meant to say five. But there we go. There we Starting go. Starting off the episode great. <laughs> so uh, I guess I'll start with my biggest surprise. I'll mention quick an honorable mention. An honorable mention is City Skylines. This is a game that my wife loves on the video game. She absolutely adores this game. So I was really excited to try it out. I sat down, read the rule book, and you know, it sounded fine. I played, you know, the solo game, the recommended solo, and it was, I don't know, fine, kind of lackluster, and then I added a few models, and I don't know, it wasn't really singing for me, but I played it more and more. I wanted to make sure I can I can accurately review this game for our listeners, so I played a bunch, and especially when I played with my wife, got the co-op in there, it started clicking, and I started really enjoying it, so this was a big surprise from my expectations on reading the rule book and, and I don't know, my impressions of it to actually really enjoying it. That was that was very welcoming. But my biggest surprise of 2019 is Aeon's End New Age. Mm, should have known that, yeah. Mm, should have known <laughs> this that. This one, yeah, I was really surprised about this one. Like I said, my wife and I were playing The Legacy. She really enjoyed it, and she's like, hey, is there any more out there? And this was at the time when you could still back New Age. I'm like, yeah, there's this... New Age thing, and I originally wasn't playing on backing because I thought I had enough content. But man, what this did to the game, it really makes it stand apart from the other deck builds I have in my collection with that uh, expedition or campaign mode. Uh, it's great. I love it. Lots of fun leveling up and lots of additional laser strategy to it. Really, really surprised. You could put that as my most uh, disappointed failure to back this last year. <laughs> oh, did you miss that? Yeah, I didn't back it. I should have. I was just like you said. I just got done with Legacy. I'm like, you know, my my friends really liked it. Gosh, should I really get this one? We just got done with it. 
want to move on to other stuff? Yeah, I should have totally got it after hearing Steve talk about it. Oh, man, it sounds so good. I have to say I've only played the first scenario, and I enjoyed it, uh, but I haven't gone to the second one, and I think that's where I'll actually enjoy it a lot more uh, because that's when you do the small upgrades and changes and you kind of get that campaign feel. Uh, but so far, you know, that first boss is pretty straightforward, so I think I just need to play it a little bit more before I can say if I really enjoy it. But I still love Aeon's End. I just... Personally, I really, really enjoyed Aeon's End Legacy a lot, so I'm I'm hopeful that I'll enjoy New Age. Yeah, the first scenario is basically just Aeon's End. <laughs> you don't really see much of the expedition part yep. yet. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, that's my biggest surprise. How about you, Colin? For me, I would actually say the biggest surprise was Lord of the Rings Journeys of Middle-Earth. I was amazed how much I enjoyed the game. Uh, when I first saw when it came out and I was watching some playthroughs, I was like, oh, it's just skill checks after skill checks. I don't know if I'm really that interested in it. Um, you know, I love the theme, but it's it it seemed like it was really generic. It doesn't really even feel that Lord of the Ringsy. I mean, especially comparing it to Lord of the Rings, the card game. But man, when I got that thing to the table and I played one weekend, Terrence and I played 14 scenarios in a row, back to back over a three day weekend. I had so much fun. I then played the campaign, not all the way through yet, but another eight scenarios with Brent. And I've done one of the new of the new um, the new scenarios that are out, and I'm enjoying it so much. I love the, although it's it's skill checks, I love the skill checks. I love how you are preparing your skills and putting them down and making that decision of do I want to use them as a as a, a skill card or am I going to try and put my successes on top of my deck? And then you're, you're slowly leveling that up and you're going through an adventure. It really gives you that awesome adventure feel. And I feel like the app really makes the game so easy to get to the table. And that and then I actually like that. So yeah, for me, the biggest surprise was just how much I enjoyed Lord of the Rings, Journeys of Middle-Earth. The only thing I'm missing is just I wish they'd come out with some more content. But I, I know it'll happen, uh, but I just wish it would happen sooner. <laughs> The only thing I'm missing is playing that game at all. I still haven't got that to the table. So. I know. I need to play that with you. The, and I guess that is the other point that is a challenge about the game is that there is no one-off play. And I really think that they're going to miss out by not giving a single scenario. You know, so you can you can just pick this up and play it with anybody. The problem is it is a campaign game. But if you can set that time apart to do that, oh, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. I will never forget playing that full campaign with Terrence over that weekend. I just got it fully painted, and I'm actually just about ready to sit down and play this, hopefully with some friends. And if not, I might just put it on my channel, because I've been looking forward to getting this to the table, but I've just been waiting until I had it all painted to get there. From everything I've read, everything I've seen this game, I'm really excited to get it there. I can't wait to hear what you think, because I think, I don't know, there's no dice, but I still think you're going to really like the card mechanics enough that you're going to appreciate it. I'm excited. I love apps in games. I'm not opposed to those. I know some people are. I love them. I think they really help get a game to the table, like you said. And I think that it's one of its biggest draws. That's awesome. Cool. Hey, Baron, what's uh, your biggest surprise? My biggest surprise this year is actually not a game. It's a company. Um, I've just been blown away by how well Awakened Realms has actually like just exploded. It's a really fun company. I love the games they've put out. Even back from uh, This War of Mine, they did Nemesis, Tainted Grail, Aetherfields. They just put out Great Wall. This company is on fire, and they're creating fantastic 
fantastic games. Nemesis is easily one of my favorite games right now. And Tainted Grail, I can't see this not making number one at some point. I just haven't played enough of it yet. But what I've played of it so far, it's just a phenomenal game. And every, and every game is a little bit different in what their mechanics are doing. So every game you get from them is a different feel for how to play their games. They're actually expanding all different types of genres and covering all different kind of bases. You got Nemesis, which is a horror survival through a spaceship thing. You got Tainted Grail, which is a full-on exploration game. It's just amazing what this company is doing for board games. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, they have been really stepping up the game quite a bit. I find it really interesting because I did not like Nemesis at all, and I got rid of that one. Um, and I did not like this war of mine and I got rid of that one, <laughs> but I am playing <laughs> tainted grail with, uh, with Barrent, and I am really enjoying that one. I'm, I'm enjoying that a lot. So for me right now, it's been a one and three with them. Uh, so I don't know. I'm really glad that you like them for whatever reason. They just haven't, they haven't sung with me. And I feel like for me, the challenge has been rules and there's a lot of overhead and, and I, I, I don't know if it's just that for whatever reason, like, you know, I'm not really into horror either. And so that might also be a reason why Nemesis really didn't click with me. But yeah, still, I totally understand. They have some great content and I think they have great things coming as well. I think what they're doing is they have a theme and they move inside that theme and they're going from theme to theme to theme. Nemesis, survival horror. Uh, this war of mine, resource management in a like war-torn world. You've got uh, Tainted Grail, complete exploration, trying to you actually combat against enemies and things. And then Ether Fields looks like it's going to be one of those kind of more of a mind trippy story type thing. So being able to explore all these different things, I think, really helps them. Before we recorded this podcast, I did send out a survey to members on our Slack and Patreon. The survey was to answer this, these questions for themselves. So I asked the listeners what was their biggest surprise, and the answers were quite all over the place, honestly, but there was a few slight trends. So three games that did stick their necks over a few others. So I'd like to ask uh, Colin Barron what they think. Oh, I think I can guess one. Ooh, let's, let's hear go what with, you think? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Marvel Championship, Champions or whatever, the card game. I think might have taken one of the spots. Okay. What about you, Colin? I got nothing. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I, Baron, you are correct. One of them is Marvel Champions. Oh, see? Yeah. Score one for the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, one was Set a Watch, and the other was PAX Premier 2nd Edition. Oh, Set a Watch. I should have thought of Set a Watch. Oh, yeah, that that's a, a really game. good one. Yeah, that is definitely a good game. Yep, those are both all good answers. And it was a big surprise. I didn't see that one coming. When I came to the table, it was like, wow, this is a really good game. Cool. Let's move on to the next category, the hidden gem. So this is a game that you like quite a bit. Maybe not be the best game, but it's something that no one's really talking about that maybe deserves a little more attention. So I started last time. Let's have uh, Colin. You start this time. Yeah, for me, uh, Victoriana is not, not even a question. That's what it is. I, I backed that. I think it was my second game that I backed ever. Uh, and it just delivered, so it's, what, almost three three years late, and it's essentially Eldritch Horror with resource management, and it is so much fun. It is a challenge, but you're what you're doing is you're, instead of going around globetrotting, you're, you're trotting around London trying to find three different aspects of 
the um, uh, the mastermind. And it, once you find those three things and you try and defeat the mastermind before either the time runs out or you've had too many cases go cold. There's a lot of really fun mechanics that are very unique to the game. You've got leads that are going out on the board that are actually ticking time down. And so you have to get to them before they go cold. You've got... Uh, these resources that you're going to use to try and complete the leads so that you can get new leads out and then you'll go and go and move up a plot track as well and get different benefits because of that it's just it's a lot of fun it gives you a really cool narrative every time you play it and it feels like what eldritch horror should be uh just tighter right and i really like that a lot um i'm excited to explore it more I have never won. I have gotten close, but I've never won. And I do actually have a playthrough of that one on the channel if you want to see it. Uh, it they are selling it on their website, so I uh, recommend checking out the video to see if you're interested. Yeah, this is a really good suggestion. I, I honestly didn't hear about this game at all until you mentioned it. And I, while Elder's Horror, I like the mechanics of it. I don't quite like the theme that much. Not really into horror stuff, so this one might be down my alley. Yeah, I mean, you even can play as um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's so cool. You turn into a different, uh, you, you actually change to a different character. You get totally different abilities, and you have to go back to Dr. Jekyll. Anyways, it's really cool. There's just lots of fun stuff, and they even have an expansion that's uh, a campaign story of, uh, oh, I can't remember, Jack the Ripper, I think is what it is. And I've heard that's super good, too, so I'm excited to explore that. Very cool. Barrett, what is your hidden gem? My hidden gem this year is from a company that most people will know before their removable stickers for Gloomhaven. It's Sinister Fish. They created a game called Villagers. Oh my gosh, this game is so good. This game blew me out of the water when I played. I played I took this on a vacation with my wife and we along with a couple other games and we didn't even play anything else. We played only this game. It's a game where you're kind of creating a village and by recruiting different people into your village, as you're recruiting these people into your village, you're gaining resources and you're hopefully going to, and basically the goal of the game is to get the most money at the end of the game. You win the game. It is competitive. That's where a lot of people haven't probably heard of it too much on a co-op type situation, but it does have a solo variant, so it does kind of fit the bill. <laughs> I can't get enough of this game. When people come over and they want to some play something really quick, this is easy to teach. It's easy to get to the table. You just pick up, you put your like main uh, group of little villager dudes down, and then you have your starting guy, and then you recruit. It's a tableau type situation because you can get like a milk person that will give you a population so that you can get more people in but then you can also build something on top of that that's going to give you more resources but then you can build something on top of that and so you're expanding this whole group of people and creating this huge village of people and your opponent is trying to do the same thing and they might draft cards that you want and all of a sudden next thing you don't have that one or you can draft cards they want it's just it's a lot of fun i never had any issues with this game it's it's just a really good game. I know I'm not doing it justice with what I'm saying because I'm just repeating the same thing over and over, but it's really that simple. There's not too much to it. It's once you get it down and you know what to do, you can play this game really quick, and it's a lot of fun. Sounds super cool. I have to look that one up. I've never actually even heard of it, so thanks for that. I got a copy. You can borrow it. I'll bring it over on Saturday. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll go last year. My hidden gem was something I wasn't expecting at all. So I'm pretty fortunate that Mike comes to visit every once in a while on these trips, and we like to trade games, and I don't just play games when he's in town. Anyway, he gave me his copy of Tournament Fishing, and I have been loving this game. I normally don't get too excited about deck builders these days because I feel like I have so many of them. And this was another deck builder, but man, this one's really striking a chord with me. 
it's got multi-use cards, which I really enjoy. I wasn't expecting that level of detail in there. And it's just exciting and fun because you're flipping over lake spots and it could be like the big catch and you need to try to get a bite and you try to get the right power to catch it. And there's also this reeling phase, which you have to try to mitigate your, your catch there. And it's just, oh man, it's really fun. And I mean, you might got I guess the big one. You might catch a box turtle, which is horrible, but it's it's, it's great, and it the co op works really really well. So yeah, this one's only on Game Crafters. It's just flying beneath the radar. I might liked it too, but um, man, I am actively seeking out the rest of the content for this one. A big big uh, surprise for me. Steve, are you even a fisher? I don't. I mean, I have in the past, but I'm not really big into fishing. Wow. But like something about this game was really fun. So cool. Well, that makes me interested because I'm definitely not a fisher, but. If you like it that much, and I know that you have good taste when it comes to deck builders, because you do have so many, that makes me kind of think this might be one I might enjoy then. So thank you for that. It's worth checking out. So, But like I said, it's kind of hard to find because it's only on Game Crafters, as far as I can tell. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's worth it. So now for the fun part, what are you guys' guesses for the hidden gem from my listeners? Oh, this is going to be out of control. There's no yeah, way to I mean, pull this good off. Good luck. No, no chance. <laughs> no chance. Oh, here. I'll take a stab at it. Um, sure. Let's go with. Nope, got nothing. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm playing the tournament fishing game in real life apparently because I'm baiting you guys. <laughs> the actual results for Hidden Gem were quite literally unique answers across the entire board. There were oh, no duplicate yeah. answers. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it was really fascinating to see that. But I mean, to be fair, that is a hidden gem, right? If there's so much variety in that, so. Well, you think about it, all three of us thought of a game that none of us have tried other than the person that actually talked about it. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good yep. point. Yeah, there were lots of like Final Hours on there, Seals of Cthulhu, Zodiac Clash, um, Castle's Burgundy, Second Anniversary's on there, Unbroken was on there, um, Set of Watch, Aftermath. Yeah, there's all over the place. Oh, Set of, set of Watch probably too. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to the next category, the big one game of the year what was your biggest game of the year for 2019 now before we move into that i got a question for you guys this one's totally yeah. on the spot you guys aren't expecting this one so we've talked about biggest surprises hidden gems before we get to the game of the year how about biggest letdowns one you're super anticipated for once you tried it you kind of went oh, i was really hoping for more for me i actually had to think i it, it might have come out late 2018 early 2019 but i was so stoked for chronicles of crime but trying it, it was such a letdown. It was, and I'm a huge video game guy, and I love VR. I have a PlayStation VR. I play it, well, not all the time, but I enjoy playing it. So I was super excited to have this VR component in a board game, but all it turned out to be was pointing an iPhone at things and hoping that I found the path, and eventually my wife and I both kind of went, wow, I was really hoping for more in this one. Mm-hmm. I totally understand that one. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I felt the same way. The one that we had that feeling with was uh, Detective. I don't know if that was this year or last year, but Detective for me was one of the biggest letdowns. I was super excited. Uh, Ignacy, I normally really like what Ignacy has, has designed. Uh, we got that one. I set it up, played it with my wife and my sister-in-law, and we got through half of the first case, and we're all like, really? Are we still drinking coffee? Because that's all we're reading every time. <laughs> I'll get a sip of coffee while they check on this. I'll have another thing of coffee while I'm doing this. And we just were not interested in it at all. And it was kind of a bummer. And so I ended up giving that one to Steve, who then ended up giving it away, I think. So, yeah, 
for me, that would be one that just did not click. But I think that was 2018, but close enough. What about you, Steve? You put you on the spot here. Yeah, I don't know what it would be, to be honest. Um, Detective had a similar feel for me, but I think that was 2018 for me as well. I probably, I might say Brook City. I still like it, but I felt like the the theme and the mechanics was didn't quite mesh quite enough for me. So that one, while not a bad game, was was disappointed for what I was expecting it to be. Hmm. That was good. Good one, Barrett. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. It It's interesting that you weren't a big fan of Detective because my gaming group and I played it from front to back and ordered the expansion the minute it came out, and they're super oh. stoked <laughs> to come over and play it. We had... We had so much. Sure, there's a lot of coffee drinking, and I have to admit, we did get to the point where it's like, we don't read the text. We're just like, oh, okay, we could do this thing. Let's go to the app. Let's do this. We had one person writing down all these clues, trying to figure it out. Of course, when the end, it's like, oh, hey, did you know this is this, A, B, or C? You're kind of like, okay. Sometimes just like, do we just click on a button? Because we didn't really go down that path. But, you know, we still had a really good time going through it and working together and talking about it. So I think that was more of the highlight than actually figuring out everything. Totally. No, and... I- Maybe if we pushed through it or we had ignored that, uh, maybe. But especially with Brenda, Brenda is very meticulous in what she does. You know, uh, she's not someone that's going to just jump past things like that. So, no, that was not happening. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds so so much like my wife. Oh, my gosh. We'd be like, okay, so now we're going to go and try to figure out the case. She goes, but we didn't do card like 212. Uh Are we going to look at 212? Nope, we can't do Uh card 212. We didn't do it. She's like... We have to look. Look, can I just look at it? Nope. I'm just this terrible person. I won't let her look at these cards. <laughs> have so you played bad. Time Stories with her? Because oh my gosh, Time Stories is even worse for that. I'll Not have to pick to that up. Cards. Haven't no, tried it yet. No, don't pick that up. Don't, don't pick, pick it up. up. Don't, don't. It's terrible. <laughs> Did not enjoy that one either. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We're ghost. Game of the year, right, Steve? Yeah, I think Barrett, you get to start it. You're up, Barrett. What's your game of the year? My game of the year is going to be a huge shocker considering I have bragged about this game up and down. Everything about this game excites me. Everything about this game is amazing, and that's Madara. I can't get enough of this game. Its story is out of control. It's an over 400-page storybook. But if that's not enough and you don't like reading, it's got an app, and it'll read it right to you. And if that's too much, you've got Spark Notes, where you just get the cliff, cliff Notes right before you go to the combat, so you can just do that. And if this is too big of a campaign, they've got a crawl mold for you, so you can actually play through some of the, the game and fight all the different monsters, but not having to go through this huge, epic, long story, which is absolutely amazing. And then you get your characters. Only drawback, you have to play four. Yeah, there is a variant to be able to put in, play, play three or two, but a lot of people, I just play all four. There's no reason not to. And this game is so good, you can just make anything you want. If you're going to do Zeke, Zeke doesn't have to be a fighter. He can be anything you want. There is no way to think that a person has to do a certain thing. You can be anything you want in this game. You can take any types of skills. You can pick up any types of weapons. The way that everything interacts with each other is amazing. Some people don't like the dice. I think the dice are great. I love just seeing all these different symbols on the dice. I love rolling the dice and seeing all the things that happen to my characters or to the monsters most of the time. It And all the different varied maps. There's huge amount of tiles that you're going to put down that you're going to run through. The miniatures are fantastic. They're towering bosses. There's all your characters. It's And not only that you get your starting four characters, and depending on what happens, you can fail forward. Huge bonus that you can fail forward. I'm getting to love fail forward. This one does it so well. And even 
when you're getting to the point where failing forward could actually end your game, it kind of gives you a heads up like, hey, just a heads up, this this might be it if you don't actually figure this out. So I like the fact that they're giving you this last little, hey, by the way. And if you do fail forward, things might happen where even the four core characters aren't going to be the core characters that continue because something might happen. So all these things that happen in this game are amazing. I can't even believe that they're going to be making a two and three. This is just such a good game. It's a dungeon crawler with an epic story it's just so good of course a lot of people refer to it as a jrpg yes i can see the feel but i usually just think of it as a fantastic dungeon crawler so there you go madara 2019 for the win <laughs> i love it the character customization in that game is amazing i love that part of it baron i don't know how we play games together <laughs> <laughs> You know how much I dislike that game. So I'm yep. so glad that you enjoy it. It's so fun to hear you talk about it. And then all I can remember is playing it and how much I didn't like it. So I'm just so glad that you enjoy it. And I love that. And I just am so glad that you can play that. Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my game of the year. Let's see what Steve has to say. So before I jump to my game of the year, I got honorable mention that feels like was very close to being it, but not quite there. And that is Marvel Champions. I really love Marvel Champions. It's a great game, but like most living card games, it's not going to hit its stride until it gets enough expansion, maybe a year or two down the road. So when that happens, I suspect that this will become... I'll I'll just love this game. Um, That's my anticipation for it. But it's not there yet. So since it's not there yet... My actual game of the year is U-Boat. I wasn't sure this was going to last through the whole year uh, after playing it, if my you know desire to play this would drop, and it hasn't. I'm loving this game so much. In fact, I'm even scheduled to play it Sunday so with Elijah. So this game is amazing because it immerses you like no other game does. And just to warn you, it does use an app. But it is an open world environment. You can go anywhere you want. You can do whatever you want. And it's got stealth in because you're playing as a submarine. It's worker placement in real time. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Like the thrill of you finding the torpedoes and just waiting for, for them to, to strike the, the ships and maybe sink them. And plotting your attack vectors. And when you're being hunted, hearing them, you know, they're above you and you hear the ping. Oh man, they found you. And everyone's like starts panicking. And you try to like re-divert your, your, try to find an escape plan to get out of there. Oh my gosh, love it. So much fun. I think I really would like to play this one with Steve because I think I would enjoy it just by his excitement, right? And and probably get me into it. I, I always have a hard time, for whatever reason, these types of games that are more real life based, I have a harder time getting into, which I find kind of unusual. But I maybe it's because it feels too real to me instead of it being where I can immerse myself in a totally different world. Uh, but just hearing him talk about it, and he even says that when he plays and there's, uh, like, the app can determine sound, so sometimes everyone's trying to talk quiet, and they don't even have to talk quiet, but they just do because they feel like they should. I think that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. So I, I think it'd be really fun to play this one with Steve. Yeah, and the uh, the boat itself looks awesome on the table. This giant new boat you build. It's really really cool table presence. So, but yeah, that's uh, my game of the year. Well, that's an awesome game, I tell you. I really want to see that one. Colin, what is your game of the year? Yeah, I got to say, my game of the year has got to be Marvel Champions. Not a question. I mean, as much as I totally understand what you're saying, that the game will be better, way better, a year down the road, then it won't have come out 
in that year. And then it'll be like, oh, well, is that a, the game of the year even though it came out in 2019? So I'm just calling it now. It is. Uh, I'm calling it my game of the year for 2019. It's going to be even better as we're going forward. I just got the expansion packs for the first two heroes, Captain America and Miss Marvel and the Green Goblin. And all I can think about right now is building decks to play this. So uh, to me, uh, I love the living card game aspect. I, I, I love the idea of deck building. Uh, the gameplay is fast. It is, a ch- it's challenging. Uh, we, I find that I have the most enjoyment playing on the expert mode because I get the most challenge. Um, but I really am enjoying the game and I can just see that it's going to be wonderful. It's lighter on the deck building, but that's fine. It's actually good for a lot of people that I play with. A lot of people that I play with aren't as interested in the deck building aspects. So that's fine. That means that they'll, I'll get this to the table more often. Um, I, I don't think the game's perfect. I really wish there was a little more, a little bit more story to the game. But other than that, I'm I I think the 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 tactical decisions. I love multi-use cards. Multi-use cards is one of my favorite mechanics. And every card is a resource, or it's going to be used to be played on the table. And you always have to make that determination: which card am I going to play? Which card am I going to ditch? Do I do I want to have to shuffle my deck because then I've got to reveal two encounter cards? Uh, you know, all the different choices. What type of character do I want to play? Do I want to play with justice? Do I want to play as a leadership? You know, all these different things that you can put together. And you get to play characters that, I'm, I mean, I'm not uh, well-versed in Marvel, but I know Marvel pretty well. I've watched all the movies. And so I, I, I really enjoy that. So overall, for me, Marvel Champions 2019 has been the game of the year. I can't wait until they fill out that roster some more because there's so many cool characters they can go towards yeah and i mean even just seeing some of the cards that now are for captain america it's like oh man that's so thematic he's can he can throw his shield you know you'll you it costs zero but you can discard cards from your hand and you can hit for every card you discard you do four damage to a different enemy and then you return the shield back to your hand then you can put it back out again (laughs) oh so cool and there's ones where oh you know what you're gonna take damage hey i can uh, exhaust my shield and take no damage because i'm using it to block it you know there's it's just so it's so thematic it's so quick i I, you know i feel like your turns are fast um yeah it's just the biggest thing is i wish there was a story i i I definitely miss lord of the rings and the progression i really miss that in the game especially if the game starts getting longer i and i'm hoping that as they get more complicated villains that won't be as much of an issue but we'll see yeah, this game is really good. I enjoy this game. I've been a huge Marvel fan for oh, I don't even know how long. I mean, heck, Steve and I can go back to the glory days of Hero Clicks. We used to, <laughs> we used to play. So yes, I've got a well versed root into the Marvel universe. I've always loved superheroes. So this game, I agree, it's a fantastic game. It did, sadly didn't make number one, but it was up there. It was up there. I have to admit. But I think I didn't put it up there because of the reason that you said originally. It's just where it is right now. See, my favorite mechanic in the game is the one that brings up your uh, uh nemesis. nemesis oh my gosh that's so awesome you're like doing all stuff it's like mm-hmm. oh no all of a sudden here comes what is the vulture oh i gotta deal with vulture it's got its own dealy you gotta take care of it's or its own scheme it's just oh i love it and then all that goes back in the deck it come out again it's just i really i think that's uh, they hit this game out of the park and i can just see so much more future things that are gonna be awesome for this i think thor's coming at some point that's gonna be amazing and if they just keep this ball rolling as well as they do, this thing is going to be, it's going to be unstoppable. Totally. Yeah, I'm really excited for that campaign coming out later this year. So it's on the schedule, but we don't know anything about it yet. So yeah. we'll see. 
Okay, so that was our game of the years. We had some listeners respond to this question as well. And there was one answer and two second place answers. They tied for second. So curious, what do you guys think? Tainted Grail is one of them. Madara did not make the list. You both are correct. Yes. yes. Marvel <laughs> Champions was another one. Yes, I bet I, it was. I, it's got to be Marvel Champions. And for number three, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Lord of the Rings: Journey of Middle Earth. The answer is Marvel Champions is number one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Tied for number two was Tainted Grail. So good guess there, Colin. And another game, uh, neither of you guys guessed, and I'm not too surprised because I think this is new for a lot of people, and that's why you appeared on here. But the other one was Street Masters. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's wrapping up our 2019 focus. Let's jump into 2020. We're looking at the most anticipated game delivering in 2020. So obviously delivery schedules change, but as far as we know, this is currently scheduled to hit 2020 and it may not. But go ahead, uh, Baron, what's your most anticipated game? Most anticipated game of 2020 scheduled to be released on December of 2020 is Old Sworn. I don't think it's going to make it. So I'm going to go with Etherfields <laughs> by Awakened Realms. I am just excited for this one. If you didn't hear my biggest surprise, it just continues into 2020. I think Etherfields is going to be amazing. From what I've seen of this game, just the whole idea of the way they're going to be kind of living inside minds and also inside the world, I think it's going to be such a fun game. But if Sworn does release on 2020, that is going to be an absolutely phenomenal game. I don't think I'll be able to get enough of that game. The only problem with that game is that I can't have painted miniatures when I play it because you don't actually know what you're fighting until you actually get to the boss and you pull it out of the box, which is actually pretty cool. So you have no idea <laughs> what is coming after you guys. Of course, I have the guys painted. But when you get to the actual fight of the of what you're fighting, it'll tell you to open certain boxes and those are where the miniatures are going to be. So you don't really know what's coming, which is really, really cool. So you can't think ahead like, oh, look, that guy looks like this. He's got tentacles. Everybody fights like this. No, you'll have absolutely no clue, which is absolutely going to be amazing when it comes to how this game is played. Yeah, that's definitely a Baron game. <laughs> I'm actually amazed that this one, uh, Baron, we might need to play together because I actually backed Osworn as well. So I'm super stoked for that one. Uh, I just think how the battle flow mechanic works in that one is awesome. And how you have your powers cool down depending on where you play your cards within your battle track and, and everything like that. I think that's really cool. And then the the whole fact that you just said you don't even know what boss you're going to be fighting. And it's, it's basically just epic boss fights one after another with really cool stories in between it. So I'm excited for that. Colin, you want to go next? What's your most anticipated game likely delivering in 2020? Yeah, so I have uh, a, a couple. I had a hard time trying to decide one. The biggest thing that I'm looking for and looking forward to in 2020 are some really good narrative games, and there's three of them that I feel like I'm well hopeful that they'll deliver in 2020, and I think they will deliver on this narrative. They are the Isolfarian Guards, Trudvang Legends, and Sleeping Gods. Those are the three that I'm super stoked to see come out in 2020. Isofarian Guards and Trudvang Legends are both games where you're chip drawing actually from a bag. Uh, one, you're you're drawing for Trudvang, you're actually drawing uh, runes, and you're using those to try and complete things on your boards to then be able to do damage and stuff like that. And you'll have a, a board on the table that will actually change during your campaign. You'll slot different things into the board, and you'll change the landscape as you're playing. And it'll be there forever for the rest of your campaign, which I just think is super cool. So I'm really excited about that for Trudvang. Isofarian, you are grow- leveling up your bag itself with different chips that you You'll then be having these individual encounters and you'll be going across a map 
um, and, and going to different nodes on the map. And then some of those maps, nodes, will actually have separate maps that you can go to and there's going to be stories and quests within there and it's going to feel very open and you get to decide what you want to do and you'll create this amazing narrative at least that's what it felt like to me so i'm really excited for that i i think that the combat mechanic a lot of people are worried about it but honestly the game to me is not about the combat yeah the combat's there but it's more about the exploration and that's what i'm super excited about and then finally for sleeping gods I really liked Ryan Lockett's Near and Far, uh, but we've only played the co-op one, and it really kind of the, playing co-op Near and Far didn't work that well because you're just going against a, a, a arbitrary number that you're trying to, to defeat. So I'm really excited to see a Ryan Lockett game that is actually cooperative. And you've got I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the the exploration there they've got all these different places that you can go and you might pick a spot and it'll be it's not where you need to go and you'll die immediately and then you'll want to put like an x there and say don't go there you know and you'll go and check out another spot and oh my gosh that will unlock this different area and yeah so it looks really cool it's it's unique in that um you're you're in a boat and you're you're um, going to all these different islands and stuff like that i don't know i i'm really excited for those three games do i know which one is actually going to deliver my guess is sleeping gods might deliver in 2020 the other two is probably not gonna be till 2021 that's my guess i have to admit that all three of those games you just mentioned are totally on my list to play when they come and are delivered i i have sleeping gods coming um but i didn't pick the other two games up because i knew you were getting them and i thought if any time i could maybe pick one borrow it from you i didn't think we needed two copies of either of those i'm really <laughs> excited for all three of those games so i don't know how there's ever going to be a time to play all these games i mean and if even if old swords delivers too i mean this is just ridiculous it's going to be like the narrative game like session of the year it's going to be out of control those games are all fantastic. Like you said, I'm not worried about that combat system either in ISO Ferengard. I really, like I said, I think it's going to be a decent system that's going to get you through the game and it's going to get what it needs done. But that's not where your whole game is played. Your whole game is played in the game. And I'm excited for that. Sleeping Gods, it's a co-op-y thing. And you can act, you can work together. You've got the idea of, like, having... You could, like like you said, you could go to this, like, one area that has nothing to do with what you're supposed to do, but you find, like, a whole tribe of people that all of a sudden now are part of your group. They heal your ship up. Your ship goes yes. off somewhere else. I mean, and all of a sudden you're over in a whole other area, and you're like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be doing this thing over here. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Seventh Continent, but with a lot more, like, almost... Not necessarily structure, but it gives you at least ideas of where you should go instead of just, here's a curse good luck which is actually probably my highlight of the gaming industry or game for me this year was i actually beat a curse in the seventh god seventh <laughs> continent. that was like one of my highlights of gaming this year so of those three games i'm excited for all three if any of them deliver in 2020 it's gonna hit the table for sure oh, i didn't know you did sleeping gods too i didn't know that you were interested in that oh. that makes me really happy how are we gonna play all these games together baron oh my gosh i want to play all these with you I saw Ant Lab do like a 30 minute thing on it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And like you said, the guy did near and far. I'm like, it can't be bad. No, I'm well, and Ryan is so, he's got such unique and interesting mechanics, and, and I, that's what I liked about Near and Far, but the co op was just, it just didn't fit because it wasn't a co op game, it was made competitive. Uh, but this is made to be cooperative and it looks super, super cool. The biggest problem I have with sleeping gods is I'm worried I'll get it to the table, play it for like 10 or 12 sessions, then move somewhere else. And then if I ever come back to them and be like, what, what, where, what, you know, yep. so I'm going to have to make sure I take really good notes, I think. So Steve, that was my one slash three. I had to make up because you had two honorable mentions. So that was like kind of my two honorable mentions there. So now it's up to you. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because I think we all have very similar tastes when it comes to these anticipated games because mine was mentioned by both you guys, and that is Ice of Guard. Like, this game just sings... I mean, it checks all my boxes. I love big cinematic epic soundtrack. Like, the foreteller part of it gets me super excited. I love what they're doing with that. And they're going they're putting off a Gloomhaven. That sounds really good, too. Oh, my gosh. So, I can have this cool, like, cinematics in the background. And I love the crafting in Ice of Guard. And the fact that, yeah, you're playing as a character, but you can have multiple builds. So, you can, like, have an engine of items you craft that work really good in some strategic or combo way. And then have another one for that same character. So, you can figure out, like, hey, what, what, what weapon set do I want to equip for this battle or this area I'm going into? And then it's a whole open-world area, like... Uh, like Colin mentioned, and as you guys heard from Uboat, I love that open world stuff. So, yeah, this one's really big for me. But the other ones, Sleeping Gods and Oathsworn, all these, yeah, these all sound like amazing games. I'm so excited for 2020. So now on to our listeners. Our listeners picked two games that stood out, and there were some other other ones in there as well that kind of stuck the necks up. But one game, by and far, blew the other ones out of the water. Any guesses? Oathsworn. No, Oathsworn oh. is one of them that poked its neck up, but not the winner. Um, Aeon's End Trespass? Nope. No. Um, yeah, the actual winner is Alter Quest. That, by and far, for my duh. listeners, was the one that everyone's looking forward to. Yeah, I should have thought about that. I should have thought about that. Didn't even back it. You didn't back that one? No campaign. You? Yeah, there is a campaign, actually. Yeah, yeah. They have an expansion that's full campaign. Oh, sure. Now they tell me. That's fantastic. The whole time I kept looking for it. I'm so glad that you didn't because I backed that one so you can use my copy. All right. Sounds good. I can even give it to you to have you paint it. That'll be be the price to play. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You do not need to do that. I'm going to paint my own stuff. But that uh, I would definitely play that one with you. So Ostworn was one of those that poked his head up, but there were a couple others. And Dice Throne Adventurers was another one that stuck its neck out. And one of them we haven't heard in, from quite some time, a surprise to see on the list, is Reichbusters. Oh, yeah. I didn't back that one. Did you, Steve? Yeah, we're going to do, do a review copy of that one. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, number two on the list of anticipated was Tainted Grail, of course. Oh, yeah. Tainted Grail. Yeah. Duh. Okay. Moving on to our most anticipated upcoming game. So this is a game that we we don't really know much information about, and there's no Kickstarter or no really strong release dates out there yet but something we're you know looking forward to hearing more about Ooh, can i go first go ahead colin you're up oh this isn't even a question you guys so right now i am on my 50th play of gloomhaven with my uh playing with my wife brent and my buddy ted and i am so excited for frosthaven just hearing about this game and having 16 new classes of characters. And they said that all of their complexity levels are much greater. They've actually come out with all the information on the base six characters. They look amazing. You guys, they look so much more in depth, so much more fun. I just, I I cannot believe how much fun I'm having exploring the different classes in Gloomhaven. Uh, But the things that have fallen more flat for me are that the scenarios are very uh, samey. And so what I've heard is Frosthaven, that's not going to be the case. I've also heard that with Frosthaven, they've they've done where you don't see the whole scenario at the beginning. uh, And so they'll reveal it as you're playing, but they'll tell you all the tiles to set up so you don't have to spend the time in the middle of the game setting up that stuff. Uh, But I really like that so you don't really know what's behind that door. 
Um, but yeah, the 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 six base classes. I mean, there's a class you guys that is it's a summoning class and you have almost all of your attacks has what's called a green hex and that has to be where an ally has to be within that range so not only do you have a red a red hex that tells you where you have to have your enemy you also have to make sure to get your allies into the right spot so that you can do those specific attacks but then when you do them they're super powerful or you've got another character that actually has a fast and a slow mechanic you have to, to choose at the beginning of each round if you're going to go fast or slow and your cards have different initiative numbers based on if you're doing fast or slow and they have different actions based on if you're doing your fast actions or your slow actions um they've got one where you're playing two different characters and you can actually swap them in the middle of your activation oh just it looks so cool so i'm really excited to see Frosthaven. we're already three-fourths the way through gloomhaven and i'm really bummed i want more scenarios and so the thought of having more scenarios and more enemies and more characters to unlock yeah I, I can't I can't get enough of it. That sounds absolutely awesome. We are also a friend of mine and actually picked up another guy who's playing now with us. We got three people playing Gloomhaven. We have probably gotten through about half of it. Um, and we're really enjoying it. We've unlocked some really cool classes, like you said. Obviously never telling anybody what we've unlocked, that's part of the game. I'm also equally stoked to see what comes out. I, I'm in your I'm in the same boat you are. I it checks every box I've I've wanted out of more expansion for Gloomhaven, and I'm hoping that the varied mission the hidden enemy type concepts are going to be in the check marks as well because that really adds to what i think gloomhaven needs um the other thing that i wanted to mention is that you know right now all the enemies just drop loot it's really boring right okay i'm gonna pick up a coin Woo! so they're gonna actually drop items now uh and and stuff like that so there will be additional things that enemies will drop and so uh and and they also made looting easier from what i understand more of the abilities on the cards will be like hey move three and loot one so it's easier to pick up coins because a lot of people complained about how much of a challenge it is to actually make money in that game since you have to end your movement on a coin uh and so stuff like that so anyways i'm just really really excited to see what what this is going to bring to Gloomhaven because I'm loving Gloomhaven so much and I think this is just going to be a step in the right direction. I always enjoy Gloomhaven when I play it, but it's never been something that I feel like I own, need to own because I've got a few issues with it, but Frosthaven sounds like they're doing a, a really good job making strides to fix some of those issues I had. So I'm, I'm anxiously looking forward to this one. So Steve, what would you say is one of your most anticipated games? So this will be a surprise because i'm sure no one's really heard of it but also not a surprise based upon what i've talked about earlier and my most anticipated upcoming game is gathering storm i believe the name is going to be there's really not much about this but gathering storm is the implied name for the u-boat expansion that may be coming out or may, may know more about in 2020 and i say that because u-boat's awesome i love the game love the immersion but during the campaign, they were teasing some really cool concepts they have, like one of them being having a little more variety in some of the cards would be nice. I mean, the, it's good now where it's not a, a big deal, but I would love that. I would love to see if they could maybe take the Enigma coding machine and, I don't know, add more to that. Because right now, you're looking up codes and typing it in to decode it for you, but if you were able to, I don't know, more manually decode it, I think that'd be really, really fun. So, yeah, Gathering Storm, I'm pretty excited to see what they come out with that. Assuming that comes out in 2020, I don't really know. There's, They've been kind of quiet about it. They leaked it 
the name earlier, but they haven't really brought up since, so we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's my most anticipated. Uh, Baron, what is yours? My most anticipated game of this year, well, I don't have a lot of info on it. Colin had an astronomical amount of info on his most anticipated one. It's, Steve knows all about what his is coming from. Now, my game is actually coming from where it's more, it's more from the heart. It's something I've been dreaming of since the 80s. It's a game, uh, If it's spoiler alert, I'm actually making my first top 10 video, and the game, I have a game from the 80s that has made my top 10s list. It is Aliens, the board game. And on top of that, Nemesis has hit this as well. And so the theme of Aliens has always been my favorite sci-fi genre. I can't get enough of this genre. And Gale Force 9 is attempting to make an Aliens game, and I'm hoping they can do it. I got a chance to try a really rudimentary demo at Gen Con, and I wasn't too thrilled about it, but I know the person uh, it, showing the game off didn't exactly understand how everything was going to work. It kind of felt like almost like a zombie side version of Aliens, and I wasn't really digging that, so I'm hoping that a lot of this changes. He said they were having a lot of issues with, of course, Fox being bought by Disney. They had everything almost ready to go, then Disney said, no, we want to see it, so now it got backed up yet again. So, in theory, Gale Force 9 is making an Aliens game. Is it going to be able to beat leading-edge games Aliens? I, I don't know really how it can. That's probably the best representation of any Aliens game I've ever played, computer, video game, or board game. And so I'm interested to see if they can take that and expand it and make it even better. So only time will tell. Can Gale Force 9 pull off the Aliens game that everybody's dreamed of? Hmm. We shall see. Probably not in 2020, but in the future. Yeah, I I've, I remember you talking about that Aliens game, the the older one, right? Um and how good that was. So I'll be curious to see what Gale Force 9 can do with that. I I was pretty disappointed in their Firefly Adventures one because I love that series. And maybe someday I'll do a playthrough on the channel for that. But I feel like they kind of missed the mark on that. So I really hope they nail that uh, Aliens genre because that's a, like you said, it's a much-loved intellectual property. Okay, now on to our listeners. Our listeners had one standout game that was the most anticipated upcoming game for 2020, and they had another follow-up, which was kind of fun to see. Any guesses, guys? Just because it hit Kickstarter recently, Great Wall. I didn't back it, but I know it's got a lot of momentum. Tainted Grail. Not that one. Nope, neither of those. We went with Awake at Realms games. That's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Number one most anticipated upcoming game... I'm surprised Colin didn't guess this because it is Frosthaven. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah well, I like our listeners. That we totally didn't think of the stuff that we were talking about. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Okay. Well, my, my the listeners are smart. Yep, I agree with them. Okay. <laughs> they should have picked aliens. I don't know. <laughs> Alien what? <laughs> Now, the number two game that popped up on this list is something that Mike and Peter would be very happy to hear about. Spare Any parts? Guesses? Spare parts. Yeah, it is spare parts. Yep. Yes! Okay, cool. So if you guys aren't familiar, Mike and Peter are game designers, and they have a game coming out eventually. I'm not sure if it's going to be next year or want one or when, but Spare Parts is the name of it, and it's, I don't know. It, I got a chance to play a little bit of it, and it is a lot of fun. So thanks, Colin. Thanks, Baron, for joining me on this end-of-the-year wrap-up episode for 2019. Thanks for having us, Steve. It was a blast. I always love doing this, so thanks for inviting us. Yeah, I had a great time, as always. I can't ever get enough of doing these. Invite me on anytime. Love to talk games. Always. 
Listeners, look out for next week because Mike and Peter will be covering their end-of-year episode for the games they reviewed earlier this year. So that should be another big, fun one to listen to. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next stop. Thanks for listening to another episode of the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Please check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. If you want to reach out to us, the best place to talk to us all is on the Slack. See the show notes for details. Also, you can support us on Patreon. Check out patreon.com slash one stop. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week with another Top 5 list. Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Good start. Okay. That's what happens when you're traveling and haven't done so well. well you better have that as a, um, a, a blooper. <laughs> Steve, here with a couple of special guests. Colin. Hey, hey, hey. And Barrett. <laughs> hey, Steve. How's it going? I don't know why that was funny, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Collins are going to take the take the place of Fat Albert today. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that we were responding when he said our names. So I was like, oh, crap. I got to say something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that was too good. <laughs> oh, man. Just so you know, Steve, that was um five categories and you said four. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that matters. I can't do math. Well, that was pretty good. I didn't catch that at all. I was sitting here looking at the floor. I was checking out my kid's toy over here. Well, I was wondering when he was four. I said, oh, maybe we're not going to do one of them. And no, he said all five. Okay. All right, cool. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'll get some fix that up. So thank you. No, you should leave it. It's great. Four, we have five. That's all right. They'll get excited. You know, they're getting more for less. More for less. It's a a freebie. I guess I'll go last year. Oh yeah, hey, let me let me let me let me bring you in. It'll be fun. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, villagers is fun. I'd like to hear what Steve thinks is his hidden gem. Well, I don't want him to think what he thinks it is. I think he knows what it is. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to think to think because if he's thinking, then he might not think right. So yeah, I love it. <laughs> What did you say about you bringing him in? Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we should do that. So, Steve, what's your hidden gem? Go for it. (laughs) 